Hello, and welcome to the I Am Me Initiative podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Jackie. We met through holistic healing, instantly connected, and have built a friendship on profound conversations, healing, and growth. Only after about a decade did we finally decide to record our conversations, knowing that we cannot be the only ones going through the messy middle of this beautiful thing called life. The shifts that we have experienced through our own healing has brought incredible change in ourselves, our personal lives, and even our businesses. We continue to learn, or rather unlearn, how to be us, clear the clutter that is keeping us from being the most incredible and authentic versions of ourselves, and we want you to jump in. It's time to pay the lessons forward. So join us in this space where we get to come back to ourselves, share the hard stuff, the good stuff, and of course, the magic of stepping into exactly who we are meant to be. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the I Am Me Initiative podcast. We're your hosts, Kim. And Jackie. And today we are talking about what does Christmas look like after loss? How to show up for the holidays, balancing grief and love, And we have Michelle Freberson here with us to talk about her story and share with us. But before we get into that, we just want to have a note from our sponsors, the Lloydminster Pet Pad. And just for you guys that have pets out there and you're looking for some Christmas gifts, this is the best place to shop for your pets because they literally have everything. So the Lloydminster Pet Pad. The Lloydminster Pet Pad is a local treasure that has been serving our community for over three decades. What sets this remarkable pet store apart? It's not just a business, it's a family legacy. The Lloydminster Pet Pad is proud to be a three-generation family-owned business, ran by Grandma Nancy, daughter Summer, and her two granddaughters, Jaden and Delta Hippie. Together they bring a unique blend of experience, innovation, and a deep love for animals to every aspect of the store. The Lloydminster Pet Pad is the go-to destination for pet owners, Their commitment to the community is unwavering, and their expertise spans generations and evolves to the needs of their customers. The Pet Pad has expanded their inventory beyond pet products and have become a one-stop shop for all your animal care needs, including a comprehensive range of show cattle products. From supplements, grooming tools, and accessories, they are here to support your success in the show ring. Explore the warm and welcoming environment of the Lloydminster Pet Pad, whether you are seeking the best of your pets or preparing your show cattle, they have got you covered. Visit the Lloydminster Pet Pad today and experience the legacy of three generations dedicated to serving our community or shop online with the link in the show notes. Okay, so we're going to get into our celebrations before we get into this very important topic. So we'd like, Michelle, can you start it off for us, what you're celebrating today? Well, today I am celebrating um, some thankfulness and joy that I got to experience yesterday with my cousins. Um, It's been a trying couple months, and we lost my cousin's daughter to her battle of cancer. So yesterday we went to her mom's and we made pierogies. So there we made 70 dozen pierogies. We shared some laughters and memories and it was a great day. And when I left their house last night, I know what it feels like when everybody goes home, but I, I feel that they got to go home with, or got to experience a little bit of joy yesterday. 
and that gave my heart some happiness today that's amazing plus i enjoyed the northern lights on the way home and i stopped and took pictures and i love that gives me my evening peace i love it amazing thank you that's that's good that's great how about you jackie what are you celebrating (laughs) oh well i'm celebrating i had a really nice weekend um i worked a lot and um but i i really am celebrating that michelle is here with us today because this is a really hard topic and there's nobody better to share her heart and i'm so glad that she is stepping up to um to be with us and to start december with such a beautiful story and message and so i'm really celebrating that michelle thank you so much for showing up for us today i'm celebrating thank you for having me yes and so for me too i feel like i'm celebrating the the ability for us on the podcast to share such real life stuff and i'm grateful for michelle reaching out to us to say this needs to be told because it is such a big deal and I think that I'm celebrating the fact that you are willing to be so open and honest and it allows our listeners to know that they're not alone that they're allowed to feel how they feel we're all allowed to feel how we feel and that the the whole I feel like Christmas is so lost in a shuffle of just trying to do all the stuff and all this pressure. And I think that having this conversation, even for myself, feels really like, just breathe and enjoy being around the people that you love. And, and that feels really cool. So thank you for that, Michelle. (laughs) Yes, you're welcome. So let's get into this. Um, We're going to let Michelle share her story about grief. um, And then we are going to roll with some questions and talking about how navigating the holidays works for her. So take it away, Michelle. Um, On March 4th, 2021, our lives were changed forever. Um, It was a Friday morning and we got up and we were wondering why our daughter, JC, had not woke up yet. So our nightmare started and my, my husband found that she passed away in her sleep. She was 25 years old, vibrant, beautiful lady. And she was gone just like that. And and you change. The moment that that happened, you die inside and you try so hard to figure out where you are. And then you realize that part of you is never the same, but you have to learn how to live again in in a way that <clears throat> you don't you don't consume yourself with guilt that you have to go on and you find the joys of the memories that and you find the little brightness of the days where you could just feel in your heart that she's guiding you to you have to do this mom you have to carry on so that the rest of us the rest of your family can can do it too so those days were such a blur. And of course it was right in COVID. And how do you how do you move forward trying to go on in when your daughter has passed away? 
So we had her celebration of life. And, and I'm a person that always believes in signs and I'm, I'm very spiritual and I'm so thankful for all the connections of spiritual people and people with strong faith that have guided us through this journey. And, and we had, we had lots of confirmation that we were doing the right things because what 25 year old girl has her celebration of life plans <laughs> or anything. So we, um, we had her ceremony and it was out in our pasture. It was beautiful. Plus, I think it was plus 15 on in March and the sky was beautiful. And those little signs just show me little pieces in this nightmare of it's going to be okay. So moving forward, as we go into our journey, everybody has different ways that they cope and finding that balance in your marriage and helping your kids grieve. It's hard and it's, it's not easy, but being knowing that you have your you have to do what's right for you in your your soul on how to move forward so one thing i every day i always said to my kids no matter how hard life is you always get to get up in the morning and do your hair and makeup and 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 be thankful and so every day as much as there's days i don't might not feel like doing it that's the first thing i do is i get up and get ready for the day and I find I've always, for many, many years, have journaled, what am I thankful for? And now I, on those days too, I'll write a memory so that at least I have that memory. When that pain in your heart or in your gut shows up, I look for those, mem um, those memories. When the pain and the heartache or the tears start flowing throughout the day, I try to focus on the memory that I wrote that day as my coping tool. So as you move forward with your family and especially moving into holiday seasons and stuff like how does it how are the roles in your family and what does that look like to you guys as you are moving through this journey? Everything is different. Everything there is such an empty hole. And you still wait for her to drive into the yard after work or get up for coffee and, and she's not there. She's not here. And so for a long time, you kind of walk around with this. You're scared to say anything because you don't want to upset your husband or he doesn't want to upset me or and you're walking kind of on eggshells and you want to break down. But it's hard to it's hard to break down because you want to be so strong for everybody else. But you have to let you have to find your spots where you can just let it all come out. So you can get a little stronger for the next wave that the grief comes in and because nothing nothing is ever the same. Um, and you're searching so hard to find something that is same and you realize that part of you is gone and you have, then you look for being okay, that you're different mm -hmm. and moving forward that you are a new you and it can be, it can be great. 
you can still, they don't die. People, I believe people don't pass away so that you stop living. But in grief, you live with a lot of guilt moving forward. For me, when I do get down and out, I can just hear JC in my head. Her nickname for me was Linda, so <laughs> I'm not very so I'm not very good at listening. And I can just hear her say, Linda, smarten up. Or Linda, get outside. Or, so I I I embrace that little memory or the little voice that comes in my head when I'm in the deep of grief and I hear or I see a sign or get outside, go, go do something, physically move to change that feeling inside. Because mm-hmm. it, you can just sit on that couch and you can just sit, stare into space because you just feel like you feel so empty inside. So how is your internal relationship with yourself, you know, moving through this grief? Like, how is that for you and and how you're managing that with just through going through the journey and surviving and then also with your other kids, too? In the early stages, I think you're so numb that you don't even realize how heavy you it is and how you're just kind of like walking around and not even realizing you're walking around, if that makes sense. You're just, and now as it, this is going into our third Christmas without JC. And it's still so different and it's still hard. But um, I find that Just take that time and listen inside to what you need. And if you need to just sit there for the day, you just sit there. And don't let the don't let the guilt of, oh, I should have been doing this today. And just know that it's okay not to do anything. You don't have to. There is no right or wrong. You just got to start listening to what's going on inside and what your heart and soul needs. And and, and self-judgment is hard because as a mom, you want to be, you need to get up and get going because you have other children. But some days you can, you can only take care of yourself or you can't even take care of your spouse. Yeah. But that's okay. Don't, don't be hard on yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. So with your kids and, and the your kids that are alive with you, how do you feel like your relationships have changed? Um, I feel we're all still have such an empty, empty part. And maybe um, we talk so much about JC all the time. We talk about the good memories and that. But maybe sometimes we walk on eggshells and try not to go into how deep everybody is feeling you know if somebody's having a bad day you we're either it's usually via text or whatever because not we're not we don't see each other every day but 
It's, I love you. I wish I could help you. But as my kids, they've lost their sister and I don't know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. So I try to know that I can just there to hear what they have to say. And they don't know what it feels like for me as a mom to lose a child. And, and every child you have a different relationship with, right? And so I also try not to just focus on, oh, JC, just JC. She's gone. And, but she is gone and your heart longs for them to be here. And you're not forgetting your other children, but you're just trying to find a way to cope that loss and that heartache is so raw and some days I know that I haven't been there for my kids the way I should be but I just did the best I could and that's okay too because I think they get it they understand There's definitely no easy way or right way to navigate that as a parent, you know, to, to feel that deep, unimaginable loss, but also have love in your heart for your other children. Yeah. And there's that ugly stage of grief where there's anger and you get mad, like, why can't she be here to enjoy the life of getting married or having a child or everything that everyone else gets to do that she doesn't. And so for so long, I consume myself with that too. It's like, why would I want to go to anybody else's wedding when I can't even go to my own daughter's? Or why can't, why do I want to even go to somebody's birthday party because JC doesn't get a birthday and and those are and don't feel guilty because that's that's real emotions that show up and it's it's there and it will why are all her friends getting married and she didn't get to get married you know those things are part of grief that are so raw and hurt so bad but don't feel guilty that you feel that you're not wishing anybody else to go through this journey. But you have to feel all those things to heal. And so for full of when I feel all that stuff, I write it out and I put those emotions out there because I I don't want this is always going to be my life living in a shadow of grief, but I don't want it to consume me all the time. I do I probably talk about probably a lot of people get people feel awkward around you when you're 
the grieving parents because they don't know what's right or wrong to say. But in my day, I talk about JC so much because I also don't ever want her to be forgotten. Or that's my way of keeping her alive, if that makes sense. So don't, I think you can share your memories and talk about your loss, the ones that you've lost, as much because that helps you heal. As friends, supporting friends that are going through something like this, especially as we come into a time of Christmas, how do we do that properly? Like, is there something that's the wrong thing to say? Is there something that's the right thing to say? How do we support our great friends going through something like this? I think showing up and... Even if if you can tell in a text or on the phone if they're just if your friend is just off that day, what can I do for you today? Is there anything you need? Or hey, I'm I'm so fortunate. I have such a great support system and my crew of supporters. They pick me up off the floor so many times, and and then I I've never ever worried about being judged for those weak weak moments that it's so raw um but just having the support of your people your tribe in your it is just amazing because sharing a memory or saying what would you like to do today to honor JC into the Christmas spirit. What can we do that you and JC would do today? You know, take your friend and say, wanna go shopping? You wanna go for a sleigh ride? What would you like that I can help you with the pain? And being honest and real, instead of, you know, hiding it in the closet that it's not happening, And just sitting there watching a, a sappy movie with a friend. That's okay. That's Those are those things that help so much. I try. I really work very hard on um, making Christmas the way we used to do it, even though it's different now. I know she would kick my ass if I didn't ever put up a tree because I didn't want to it sometimes. And and I'm actually now the fussiest tree person in the world. So um, I I actually returned a tree this weekend because um, I, I'm a, I like my real trees. And so when I opened it up and it, the middle there was nothing left in the middle it was like it was cut off right in the middle it should have been just so I took it back and I'm like oh JC would have been saying Linda why are some branches in there do something different but I'm so when every when I put up that tree I was just like 
I know what she would want me to do. She would not want me to not put the tree up, not bake those cookies, not have a paralyzer while I wrap gifts, you know, <laughs> do those things. If you can, as hard as it, hard as it is, invite them in. They're still here. And let them in, feel them here and let them show you how to have Christmas with them in a different way. That's my belief system. I look for the sunrises and the sunsets and all the in-betweens through those days that give me a little glimmer. Oh, here she is. And those signs show up. And I think it's also okay to, when you show up for your friends or a family member that's losing, it's okay for you to say, I'm having a bad day and I'm missing them and I need your support today. And that is good for their heart because everybody's lost, right? So do you find that um, getting through day-to-day -day stuff now, you've created some tools that you just really rely on and that helps you move through day-to-day -day and then you can, when you have a more of a wave of grief come through, do you just implement them more or do you have special things you use? Yeah, I um, I have a lot of tools. I have a lot of support. I have a lot of um, spiritual friends that when I can't, when I can't get into, get through this mud, then I have this one amazing friend who is very, very spiritual and she, she can just dig in there deep with me and she can, and there's been times when I've wanted to hang up on the phone from her and say, <laughs> She has no idea. Why is she talking like this? But then it's like, if I cool down and listen, her messages help so much. Or just really listening in my heart. If I, am I really feeling this pain today? Or I'm a, I'm a hairdresser too. So when you do a lot of hair and, and your people change because they don't know how to respond to you also. So you get a lot of people that get emotional in your chair because they care so much and they feel your pain. And so some days you don't have the, the, the tears left to to cry with them, but they cry and then, and that's good. And I'm so thankful they feel comfortable crying in front of me for my sadness. But on my drive home, that's when I break down. And that's okay to cry. It's okay to get out and move, physically move when it, when your grief is so strong, if you can physically move or my horse is my heel, I, he is my um, saving grace too. 
So if it's a dog, a horse, a cat, a cow, or any kind of animal, they can help you in those moments when it's so raw too. Or writing it out. Um, I haven't thrown any glasses of water or anything yet, but some days you feel like you could just punch that wall because you feel like you're punched in the guts at the same time. Um, I'm not, and counseling and support. It's all so good for the soul. I don't, for me, I don't feel holding it inside helps because it's going to come out at some point, whether it's today, tomorrow, or, or 10 years from now, you still got to deal with it. it you got to let it come out. And it's healthier for your body if you can be true to the grief. So during the holidays with Christmas and stuff, like keeping traditions fairly regular or normal, does that help? Or have you found that that doesn't help? Well, again, with... Um the last few years with COVID that changed a lot of things too. Right. So um, Christmas, our first Christmas, it was really different because COVID was really strong. So nothing was the same. We went from always having a big family Christmas to very little Christmas. And so that was hard because you were stuck at home and you were stuck in the nightmare and how do you have Christmas when you just, it's, she's not here. But um, again, there was that voice I heard, put up the tree and you put up the tree and you, you decorate. But when you sit down at Christmas and that plate is not there and your heart is breaking. And you're just trying as a whole family to survive through that empty feeling. You just want the day gone. And leading up to Christmas, it is so hard because you're dreading this day so bad. I think you actually mentally exhaust yourself from the dread so much that when Christmas day comes and goes, it's, it's such a relief. And that day wasn't as bad as the 24 days leading up to it because you're not buying the gift. You're not doing the traditions that you did with that person. And you're trying to make it special. You just want it all to go away. But it doesn't. And, and everybody kind of walks on eggshells because they don't want to upset you, but they're hurting too. And I think it's okay for everybody to crumble together. But Christmas has so much pressure with the whole material part of Christmas, the blended families. Grief, grief isn't just also for losing the loved one. There's grief on change in the family dynamics at Christmas. And 
I was a single mom for many years. So I shared my children at Christmas and that was, that, that was just as hard too. I remember coming home from, we have a big family, I have a big family and we had our Christmas and I come home to in my empty house. I just tore that tree down and sh threw it out the door because again, another, fa my family was different. So maybe that kind of has helped me prepare for this journey that I'm on now that you can hate and love Christmas at the same time because you learn to find those different tools to make your Christmas okay for you. I still buy a gift. I would always buy something that I know that JC would like. And her and I had a lot of the same interests. And so we both liked making our house homey and doing projects. So I always still buy something that I would have bought for her. For, and that gift is for me now. I love that. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, for anybody that's waking up this Christmas for their first Christmas without that, you don't have to feel guilty if you're, you wake up and it's okay. You feel good in the moment. That's okay. You should never feel guilty for having a good day because I believe when you're having a good day, they feel it too. Can you, can you, Michelle, can you talk to us a little bit about like being so spiritual and allowing yourself to connect to the signs and like how that's brought you peace? Can you maybe share like how that started for you or if anyone's listening that just really wants to feel that and wants to connect to somebody kind of what, what kind of advice can you give to that? Well, I will share a very, a story about when we were planning JC's celebration of life, because I have always looked for signs. I, you know, I always look for, they always say, if you find a dime, your angel's near. Well, that has changed the lives. Like that has opened up a lot of our families. Oh my God, I found a dime. That's mm. JC's here, you know? So those, that's a cute, that's a little simple thing for somebody because somebody once said, you find that dime your angels here that's opening you up to the possibility that someone's here or a song that comes on the radio so we were planning jc's celebration of life and i uh how do you how do you know what the right choices are when you should never have to experience burying your child so we made the decision on cremation and literally, it wasn't, I don't even think it was 10 minutes later, my friend Twilight Hayes calls me and she's like, I need to talk to Zane. And she's very spiritual. And she said that she had been given a message from JC and she had a visit with JC. And, and so 
for my family, they know that I am very spiritual. So they understand that that's okay. You know, that's, she can handle this. And anyhow, she said to Zane, you need to go out into the pasture and you need to cut down a tree and hollow it out. And that can be her urn. Well, holy, that's confirmation right there that you have just made the right decision. So that was huge for my whole family, like huge. So Zane and two of his friends go out in the pasture and two of these friends that probably are not spiritual in any way, shape or form, but they go out there and they cut down the tree and the first tree they cut was completely hollow in the middle. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Incredible. How does that happen? We live on 62 sections of land. How does that happen? And that was a game changer. And that brought a lot of comfort to my family in ways that's like winning the lottery you know like you just know that that connection the physical body is gone but the soul is still here and when you let go of all the things that we were kind of taught that you shouldn't think like that and now you you can open yourself up to it those those signs show up like and and that is that is my biggest tool is I know that those signs show up because I will say, okay, Jace, I need help with this. And it comes. It might not come that moment, but you know, you, you quit focusing on wanting to see that and then it shows up. So, so then going through Christmas and holidays allowing those signs to be very present for them yeah find that that brings peace and that's what helps you get through that feeling yeah yes, you're missing them it's really hard but it also kind of brings a new sense of of joy and comfort of, of knowing that they're still here just feel them like even if it's a little ray of sunshine or a glitter in the snow or a twinkle from your christmas lights and it's just something that catches your eye that gives you that little sense of wow I just felt that mm-hmm. um, ask for it don't be scared to probably when I'm driving along and I'm talking good thing people will think I'm on my cell phone on uh, bluetooth on my vehicle but lots of times I'm just talking away to JC because I just need to get it out and I just need to it's okay to talk to them because do we really, I don't think it hurts our hearts to just carry on talking to them. Mm-hmm. You'll feel, you'll feel the answers that you're asking them questions, or you'll feel like a little bit of a conversation is coming back to you because even if it's just in your head and it gives you a little bit of comfort, that's okay. I I Christmas morning I she loved the lifesaver breakfast which we all did so except for Zane he doesn't really care for it but he'll eat it <laughs> so I do I I try to keep things the same but I also try to make a few different things in Christmas to make new memories because you got to remember you still have to live you live in a different way and it's okay to make new traditions. 
it's okay if you want to go away for Christmas. Don't feel guilty that if you're not home for Christmas and and they aren't here, you they'll follow you. I think this year the shopping part is hard because her and I did the shopping together and I'm not the best shopper. I don't like shopping. So I find it really hard this year to even go shopping. So maybe make memories, do a gift of a, that can make a memory with a person because those memories are the things that you really truly only ever have. I have we have a photo album of it's of JC, um, and it's always out. And at Christmas, it's just sitting here, you know. And and they say invite them in and tell them, ask your angels to come and have your supper with you. They'll be right here and find what gives you peace, and not what anybody else is telling you how you should be. So Michelle, now like having your cousin just lose her young daughter, does this open up everything again? Or do you find yourself in comparison mode? How oh yeah. Like uh, my cousin and my a good friend also lost her son. So it was within weeks of each other. So the wounds got open so raw when Addy passed and then my friend lost her son and it was just like a double whammy it's like holy man I I wanted to take their pain away from them I didn't want them to have to feel any of this and I didn't know how to show up for them knowing how hard the rest of the journey is you know um and i know even last night when i was leaving her house for making progies it's so hard when you walk out that door and everybody leaves and the house is quiet again and the night times are hard And I just wish I could take their pain from them so they didn't have this journey either. And so, yes, this last few months, the grief has been a little more raw than it had been. Um, and I... I don't ever want to compare my grief to their grief because everybody has a different story on grief and there's no right and wrong. I just wish I could do anything to make it a little easier for them. So just, and they have an amazing support system and they have so many people showing up and that is so awesome. So that's, I'm just trying to show up as much as I can for them, for anyone, anyone that's going through it. I feel that 
if I could help anybody through it, I'm here for you. Anytime, anywhere I would, if I can, if one word can help anybody in the journey of grief, I hope I say the right words. I feel like you will have given somebody some hope today from sharing so. story. <laughs> I hope so. And, you know, though these little tools of just being able to get through, maybe it's one 10-minute spot, you yeah. know, then just take another 10-minute spot. And I feel like you have given some amazing ideas of, you know, writing a memory down, keeping some traditions the same, making new traditions, realizing that material things don't really matter. It's the memories. It's the memories. You know, um, I think it is it's so overwhelming on a normal day just to wake up with grief but going into the holidays these these next two weeks for everyone that's just fresh into it or it's been here for a while it still shows up harder at this time of year or on birthdays are the days of when they passed you just kind of get yourself together and then another holiday or another <laughs> big day comes and then it's like oh god here we go again But I, I think, too, it's the leading up to Christmas that is so hard. Because you're trying so hard to find a way to make Christmas Christmas. But also, you're so broken inside that you would like to just go away. But you know what? You can't just go away from it because it does. it follows you. doesn't matter where you go. It's in that trunk and it's coming with you. Absolutely. But I do believe that for me, I believe JC had a stronger, bigger purpose than we ever realized. Because why does why do young people pass away? We we never know. But I believe they have a stronger journey and a bigger purpose to teach us a different part of life. They're still here. And they're they're forever changing everybody's lives by helping you grow stronger in a different way, if that makes sense. Um we we put we do a big barrel race every year in memory of JC and that is such a way to celebrate her and honor her and so we have people that come from all over and these little kids that maybe never have met JC physically but i think they think she is the most coolest angel because I still will have some little girl run up and she'll be wearing the JC Lee t-shirt or something and shares a little story of what that girl raced did to her. So that melts my heart. And that, you know, you as a parent or anybody, we feel so scared that 
somebody's remember who they are. But that doesn't really happen because I think they grow bigger in your heart and these little kids look up to the skies and they talk about what's heaven or what are the stars look at this we all have a star that's named after jc and so that little star when those kids look up in the star and say oh there's jc that melts your heart right so finding those little things that can brighten up and be a focal point in a positive way than a than a dark dark way of it I think I think um, nowadays um, people are more open to talking about death and grief, where before you had to really hide it. And I don't. I think the more you talk about it, the more you heal. But that's for me. I'm not saying that everybody's that way, but for me, that's what helps me. I feel it very inspired by how you look at this and how you've how you've basically processed through all these things because in the way that it translates to me is that you look at the world almost four or five dimensionally now. Yes, absolutely. I do. And like so I'm that person that's out there in, in the pasture in the dark, who I probably never would have done that before but I'm looking for that twinkle in the sky or that Northern light or, or that beautiful sunrise. Like, yeah, I'm late for work some days because I had to stop to take the picture of the sunrise because that's my good morning visit. And it's right here. Um, I remember last Christmas, I was having a bad day. It was after Christmas and I went out for a walk and I'm going our lane is three miles long so lots of lots of time to really process life and I'm getting down the lane and I turn around to come back and oh my god it's so foggy and I our spruce trees were like half covered in fog and I was like oh so peaceful heaven is right here it's it's just right here just allow yourself to feel and see those signs where they show you heaven is right here. It's not that far away. And they're always with us. It's really powerful. <laughs> I feel like our, I guess in my experience, like, with loss in terms of my most of the loss I've experienced in my life would be what you kind of see as a rite of passage you know grandparents older family members that kind of stuff but I, I've always said I feel like our our society has this tendency to make it so negative and so final and and it is sad of course but like so sad right and I feel like mm -hmm. your story brings the sense of life into it the sense of like like I said like seeing things in a different dimension and allowing yourself to expand your spirituality in a way that's it grows you as a human and it's 
I love that because I feel like I've always felt that I I felt like I've always wanted to shift the way that we've quote unquote celebrated death with funerals and my experience mm-hmm. like that because it's like been so final yeah um this funeral when you say funeral I was so livid when so many people would say JC's funeral because to me that was not how I wanted it to be I wanted it to celebrate her life so I have a different perspective of what a funeral is in a celebration of life to me you celebrate that soul and a funeral feels really heavy to me mm-hmm. and dark and it is dark you're celebrating the life of somebody you've lost is is hard and dark but I also believe she lived the best life she could have in her the time she had and that's what we're supposed to do isn't it yes (laughs) I think we get so caught up in what we're always doing wrong instead of being okay with how it is and finding those things that step you out of your comfort zone to find them still here. I think that in my life, things have opened me up to spirituality because the plan in my life, I guess I didn't, losing a child if I didn't have my spirituality or my openness to what if these signs are real then uh, my grief would be a different story and I don't know how I would cope if I didn't have something to believe in yeah it helps take the a bit of the loneliness away doesn't it it does, yeah. It it really does. And I don't... I would give anything, absolutely anything, to have her back. But we can't... Wishing on that stops you from living, too. And you still have to live. And for... A part of grief, I think, is understanding to let go of the guilt that it's of living. I really do. I think we miss them so much and we focus on what's not here anymore. And we stop living. And then one day you kind of wake up and you're like, hey, I got to still live. I got to live for myself. I got to live for my family. And I got to live to honor her. And that's one thing I always say, I got to honor her because I know she would be so mad if I just didn't live. And I guess maybe I have said that lots of in this journey that I'll honor her that, and do all those things that her and I once did are things that she knew I wanted to do but I didn't do 
I have more of a drive to do it now to prove that I still can. The thing you, I also think when you think about going into Christmas, all the things that you absolutely dread and don't want to deal with are the things that you really should try and do the most, you know? Eat that cake that she would have ate or eat, put up that not-so-perfect tree or make a memory. And make a special little place in your house if you want to that's their spot, that you can embrace their memory in that spot or in your yard or out in the pasture or, or anywhere. Yeah. don't go through grief alone there are so many amazing people out there that are willing to walk this with you they'll talk to you It's and for the longest time I think in different areas in my life I never went for counseling or therapy or whatever you Whatever works for you, don't ever be scared to try it or try different ways of coping techniques because something will work that works with your heart and it'll help you find some peace. I think death is is only the physical body that you don't see and then you have to learn to feel in other ways and it it wakes you up again but that's well how I feel it. I'm not saying that that is how it works for everybody because some people have different thoughts too and that's okay. There's no right or wrong. Just what your heart knows what you need. That's beautiful, Michelle. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing all of this with us and and yeah it's very um inspiring even for someone that isn't specifically going through a heavy grief in the holidays it's inspiring just to live in a way that you're just present we only have this day that's all we know is that right now we are still breathing so we just have this day amazing it is it's so funny because I feel like my heart aches for you but it also is like celebrating for you because you know you probably I never knew you before mm -hmm. but I feel like you are living like an amazing quality of life now that maybe mm -hmm. wasn't there before and so yeah. in grief you found this 
amazing ability to move forward in really living. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree that I I look at things so different now. It's really how you live your days. Because tomorrow isn't promised. And today may not be the best day. But you still can find something good about it. And it doesn't mean going out and spending money, all the money to, to you can have all the money in the world and you can buy everything. But if your heart isn't in it, what does it really give you? So true. I like to hand make a lot of my gifts that I give to people or I give something that really means or I know that they would like. I have a hard time buying gifts just so that there's a present to open. I feel that they need to have you can put a memory in the box and create something that way. And a memory is all you really have. So make good memories and honor them and light that candle to have them here for supper or bake that extra loaf of bread or cookies and have it sit on the counter, even if it just sits there for five days and gets rock hard. But if you make that for them, that's okay. Don't feel, enjoy that process. Invite your heart to feel some joy in all of the sadness because you still can. It's not easy and it's never always a, it, it, some days you can be just having the best day and all of a sudden something hits you in the gut and you are crumbling and you're mad and you're crying, but that's okay because that will pass too. I think that that is a great place to leave this with that. It's amazing advice and your story and your experiences will surely affect people in a way to know that they're not alone. And we are very grateful for you being here with us. I thank you girls so much for, for letting me do this with you and sharing this with you guys. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're welcome. Thank you everyone for listening to this very powerful and emotional episode. We just wanted to let everybody know that listen to this. If you are struggling with grief this season, that we are definitely here for you and would like you to reach out if there's anything that we can help you through, especially Michelle. She has created a spiritual guidance session to help you navigate through your life's journey, especially with grief. 
and it is available. You are available to book these sessions with her. So for more information about pricing and availability, you can check out our show notes for Michelle's contact information. If you are in a state where you are wanting to get through some grief and you're just not able to do that on your own, don't wait to book these sessions. It is time for you to start living in color again. And we wish everybody a wonderful season and that we are here for you all as you navigate this season with grief or without even just going through the stresses of life.